This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Robert Fekas at Nurture330 on Instagram. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Welcome to the Obsessive Viewer. I forgot what I was supposed to say. Uh, we're a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com and more podcasts presented by Obsessive Viewer at ObsessiveViewer.com slash podcasts. And if you'd like to support what we do here, you can become a patron at Patreon.com slash ObsessiveViewer, where at the $1 a month level, you get uh, instant access to over 150 exclusive B-roll episodes of us just kind of farting around or and or talking about movies or anything that strikes our fancy. Uh, tons and tons of content there for just $1 per month. And uh, if you choose to support us at $2 per month, you get access to all of that, plus uh, TV and book reaction episodes. I'm planning a very ambitious Stephen King short story um, uh, episode series for Patreon next year. So uh, right at you know the fr- each Sunday of January as of right now, uh, will be a new episode of me talking about uh, stories from his Night Shift collection. So that's at $2 per month. Um, plus you get the B-roll episodes as well at the $1 a month level. Or if you choose to do $5 per month, you get all of that stuff plus movie reviews and commentary tracks. I have, I think, like 25 commentary tracks on there. And as of right now, like eight... Uh, what I'm calling Patreon Potpourri, where I talk about four movies that I've watched recently and just for like an hour. So um, I have all that up there for the $5 level. And again, that is cascading. So $5 gets you that plus the $2 and $1 levels. And then finally, at $10 a month, you get all of that plus early access and uh, unreleased content. So uh, again, that's at patreon.com slash obsessive viewer. I'm your host, the aforementioned Matt Hurt. And uh, with me today, making his triumphant return to the podcast is recurring co-host, Robert Feckus. Hello. Far Hello. less recurring than uh, have been in past, but I'm yes, back. Yes, yes, yes. But I will say, not to throw any shade. Oh, no. You are not the least recurring oh, co-host no. this year. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right. Um, but, right. yeah. Uh, Goddamn COVID. I know. Well, yeah, I guess COVID's to blame. Not uh, really. No. <laughs> None of our co-hosts are dead. I blame COVID for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of COVID, I should... Uh, oh, by the way, in this episode, this is going to be kind of a unique episode. We're going to be reviewing uh, Spider-Man No Way Home and The Matrix Resurrections, but I'm going to be doing these recordings in two separate recordings. So Fekus and I are going to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, and then I'm going to have my friend Sam from Midwest Film Journal on to talk about Matrix, Matrix, Matrix Resurrections. And the plan is to have this episode released on Christmas Eve, so hopefully uh, you guys are having a good and safe and fun uh, Christmas um, I, from from the smell of things. I don't know if my neighbors <laughs> are. Um <laughs> Which yeah. is an off mic conversation. Um, we I don't know if we can talk about it here. I mean, you can. It's yeah. just do you want to? I don't know. There might be a dead body in my apartment building. So, for the people that have listened yes. and know what I do for a living, you know, he's that a serial I'm a, killer. I'm a, I, I murder people <laughs> right. all the time. It, it's, no one's caught me yet, and I talk about it on podcasts, which is the craziest thing. 
Uh, yeah. So <laughs> no, I'm a I'm a police officer, and I've had the unfortunate uh, uh, outcome of coming across several dead bodies of various stages of de. Uh, comp in my career and mm -hmm. uh, i know the smell of a rotting dead body and i am 99 percent sure that matt's got a dead neighbor right now yeah which uh that's something that is something yeah it happens people it yeah. happens all the time it's a circle of life yep yeah Be beautiful really mm-hmm I guess. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're we're going to investigate further, and I will keep you guys posted in the next episode, or maybe when I record with uh, Sam <laughs> well, later this week. When do you plan on recording with Sam? Thursday. I would hope by Thursday, at least one of your neighbors, if I can't get a hold of your uh, mm -hmm. courtesy officer, I, I feel like some, I'm surprised nobody's called yet, because it's a yeah. pretty strong smell. Yeah. I just thought it was cooking. That's well, uh, yeah. you know, defined cooking, I guess. Right, that's true. I don't know what I don't know what the circumstances of this potential dead body is. I don't know what what whoever if there's someone else in the room that is prepping it for something. Uh, um, God, I hope that's not the case. I, uh, I, I hope, hope so it's too. just somebody that passed away and uh, yes, has not been checked on. Yes. So we will keep you guys posted on that. But we'll, let's talk about movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's why we're here. Yes. We are uh, at the tail end of 2021. And uh, we're we're gearing up for the end of the year. Fekus, uh, I have already um, conscripted you to make your top 10 list, which we'll be talking about next week on the solo episode that I'm doing. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to, to dive into what your top 10 list is going to be, but are there any movies aside from the matrix, which you're going to see this week? I I'm seeing it Wednesday. I already got my ticket nice. prepped, uh, ready to go uh, for after work. As long as nothing Very nice. uh, silly occurs to keep me from, uh, getting off early. So nice, nice. Um, uh, question. Are you seeing it in IMAX, Dolby, regular? Uh, that's a good question. Hmm. I bet I could find the answer to that right okay. now. I can tell you precisely what time it's going to be. It's oh, at 10.30 nice. p.m. at the AMC on the south side. If anyone nice. wants to come in, get my autograph or anything like that. Yeah. I love that theater. It's the yeah. best. Yeah, it is. They have... Cassie was... Uh, when I told her... When I got home and I told her that I ran into you, she was like, why is he there? I was like, because it's a great theater. <laughs> yeah. Also, it is that's a, that was a Thursday. That was Thursday. That was Thursday. Yeah, it, it's it's closer to work. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I work downtown, and I, you know what we still have not <clears> done, <throat> and I think we talked about it the last time I was on was uh, you get off of work and trying out metazoa yes trying to get you in on that beer we beer still scene. have not tried that we will have to do that yeah. yeah so you just name a day okay and uh we'll get that taken care of so yeah, apparently absolutely. i am just seeing this in the regular uh auditoriums no that's imax oh, yeah. okay yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be nice. imax showing okay at, at 10 30 p.m cool yeah nice good deal um have you just to just to prep for this? Yeah. Um, have you rewatched the trilogy? Man, I've been so busy. Mm. I, I didn't get to. I got to watch one Spider Man. Oh uh, yeah, I watched uh, Homecoming. Okay, and the plan was to watch both of those, mm -hmm. and that didn't pan out. And then I was going to try to watch the Matrix movies, and the only way that's going to happen now is if I watch them both tomorrow. But it turns out at work, and oh yeah, it is our busy season mm -hmm. uh, at work, and so I've been working you got a lot. Dead bodies in the dead bodies yeah. all over the places so <laughs> now i've our pets heads are falling off honestly part of this 
part part of the reason too is I I'm busy with other things, but mm-hmm. um I've dove back into the Call of Duty scene. Oh, and gotcha. Th- that's gotten uh gotten me kind of hooked. So. Okay, I've seen some of your Facebook posts about it, and I can't I can't go back. So you want a funny story about? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got I'm one of the lucky few people on the planet that has been able to get a PlayStation Five. Nice. And there's a feature of the controller that I did not know was a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm playing uh, Call of Duty 5, and my little puppy dog, who hates video games, uh, jumped up on my lap, and I go, hey, buddy. And all of a sudden, I saw here going, hey, buddy, hey, buddy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking, and I'm like, Wait, what the fuck? So I, I bring the controller close, and I go, can you guys hear me? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> Because I've said things. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. So, yeah, anyone that doesn't know, the PlayStation 5 wow. is a microphone as well as nice. a controller. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, I demonstrated this feature to uh, my wife, Cassie, and mm-hmm. she was, uh, and I, I showed her, and the way I did it was I, we were playing around, and I go, Benedict Cumberbatch apparently has a huge dick. <laughs> and someone goes, uh, okay, thanks, I guess. <laughs> nice someone was uh offended by my gamer tag apparently oh. fucking uh, gen z people you can't just yeah. can't make jokes well we, uh gen z's all right i don't know you're a um, millennial i know i know and i know i'm just trying to oh trying to, so, trying yeah. to keep the keep the Sorry, fan base keep the, anyway you know if you don't know my I'm, gamer tag is china virus 19 oh i did not know yeah, that yeah okay. i the eyes are ones because i tried doing it the other way and they're like yeah we're not gonna let you do oh that. really yeah okay but china virus 19 is funny it's yeah. funny let's have yeah. some humor people sure jesus sure. christ i just got my booster on saturday i think so Friday. It was Friday. Bill Gates is happy. So I know. Yeah. 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 He told me. Yeah. He's like, we got another one. Nice. Nice. Um, no, uh, I got the booster and then I, cause you know, I just, I felt did not the, bad. Did but... the booster, uh, was it worse than the, your first two shots? No, 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 no. I, I got the Johnson and Johnson. So I just had the one shot. Oh, okay. All right. Um, that I, I would say is probably comparable. Um, Cause like the thing, well, no, I think that I think the Johnson and Johnson, the the one shot, I think that that was just slightly worse. It was manageable. It wasn't like anything. You know, it, I got the J and J too because mm-hmm. uh, I'm all about the C students. It, yep. <laughs> and um, I'll tell you what, I didn't feel anything. Um, no, I went home that night and I said, "Fuck it." If mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm gonna feel bad tomorrow, I'm gonna give myself a reason to. So I sure. just started drinking. Well, there you go. And uh, I woke up the next day. I was like, "Well, I feel fine." Nice. So. I uh, I had the experience where I got the shot, did the 15 minutes, then came home. By the time I was at home, and, and granted, you were fairly asymptomatic when you had COVID, right? Yeah, well, I, I, I don't like throwing around the term asymptomatic because okay. it literally means no symptoms. Oh, yeah. Like, there were documentable symptoms. Mm-hmm. I, it was just one of those things that if I had not had to get tested, I would have just thought I was tired. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I had a mild fever, mm-hmm. so that that's a symptom. But yeah. I uh, I had I had a bad time with it. Yeah, you did. That's... Yeah, but I just had I had a buddy, uh, mm-hmm. a guy I work with, just had a um, he got over it last week, but he had a he had a rough go of it too. Oh, he, wow. he got m- pneumonia from it. So. Damn! Wow. Yeah, he bounced out of it, um, but yeah, it's, nice. It sucks. Yeah, but after I got the vaccine, uh, by the time I got home, like it was 
<clears throat> and I've said this on the podcast before, but like, I just felt like, oh, I have that, like, kind of like that respiratory feeling. Like it was like, it was like just remembering like the feeling of all the symptoms I had, Yeah. but just like briefly, cause it was just a vaccine. But I had a little bit of that with, uh, with the booster, but like I, I got it on Friday and on Saturday, the IFJA, uh, met for our annual meeting and we did like, we did it over zoom. And so like, I'm sitting on my couch with like, uh, in a Zoom meeting for about four hours, we went about four hours to deliberate on the nominees and everything. That's the winners. Time. Yeah. By the way, we announced the winners. Check out the show notes for the link, and uh, and I'm very proud of it. But also, I'm probably going to talk to Sam about it as well when we record later in this episode. But um, so I'm sitting there, and then like I'm just getting like just a headache, and just I feel like not lightheaded, but I just feel like I'm just so I just I'm just so tired and hungry. Um, which is was just because I, I didn't plan properly, right, so yeah. I ended up like ordering MCL. Then I had to like mute mute my mute my <laughs> side and just down some like stuffed chicken breast. Um, yeah, but no, it was it was good though. I'm okay. I I survived. I'm I'm okay. I'm glad. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So anyway. Um, today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about Matrix, Matrix Resur- Resurrections later, but right now we're going to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, and I'm actually going to postpone it a little bit because I want to ask you, Fekus. I you... did find my way home. Oh, good. So, nice. Yes. Bless your heart. Thank you. Um, did you see the trailer that dropped today for The Northman? No, but okay. my Twitter feed is all abuzz about it. Yeah, it's the new Robert Eggers movie. Um, it's about like a Norse warrior guy who is going to, he played by Alexander Skarsgård, who basically has this, uh, has this quest to go avenge his father's death, death, save his, uh, and save his mother. Um, and like I had, I had a pretty popular tweet. No, it wasn't as popular as my other tweet, but, (laughs) um, uh, dang. Uh, I just saw something on, on my feed, but anyway, um, the, um, uh okay so in the trailer uh alexander skarsgård is saying he says uh avenge father save mother kill fulner it's like that's repeated throughout the trailer and so i i posted an image of a clip from a shot from the trailer and then a an image from a certain movie underneath it and i just put in uh in quotes avenge father save mother kill fulner uh, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint and wait for all this to blow over. <laughs> all right. That's better so, than the other one. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, okay. Wow. All right. Thank you. Sorry. I think. Um, <laughs> but no, I uh, I had previously posted a, uh, a screen grab from uh, Back to the Future where it's... Um, Oh, what's his face? Um, Biff. Biff saying, why don't you make like a tree and get out, uh, get of, out here. of here? And I attributed it to the Green Knight director, David Lowry. Mm. Um, so yeah, anyway, got a lot of play on Twitter. Well, um, it's where, uh, it's where the important things happen. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, okay. Um, you said that you were able to rewatch homecoming, but not but, uh, anything yeah, else. Not yeah. far from home, which okay. in all honesty, far from home is probably the more important one to watch. Yeah. But it'd been, it'd been <clears throat> a bit since I've seen, uh, <clears throat> homecoming. So yeah, it's been a while for me too. I only had time and I, I told you this in the theater, but then I, it was like in the, in the, like in the midst of all this and everything. But, um, like my, my check-in for watch, cause I only had a chance to rewatch, uh, far from home, um, because specifically because I was at work in the office and like, that's the only, 
that's the only that and homecoming are really the only spider-man movies i had access to on my phone like on voodoo okay I don't think the Raimi movies are streaming anywhere that's accessible to me, and neither are the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I own the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Nice. Yeah, yeah I'm going to ask you here in a second why, uh, or like like kind of a rundown for the franchise, but real quick, I just want to say that um, I watched Spider-Man Far From Home, and my check-in on Letterboxd was, and, and I will say this, no one has liked it. <laughs> um, and this was like four days ago. Um, so my check-in was only had time to rewatch one movie before I see Spider-Man No Way Home today. So I chose Spider-Man 2 over Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 2 because Spider-Man 2 is on my Voodoo account while Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 2 aren't easily streamable. (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah, (laughs) I was really proud of that. Only one of those is actually called Spider-Man 2. Right. Yes. Yes. One Spider-Man Far From Home. The other one's (laughs) The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yes. Well, that is a good segue to bring us into a rundown of the franchise and where you're at with it. Uh, Going into Spider-Man No Way Home, of course, we're going to do a non-spoiler review of Spider-Man No Way Home and a spoiler review. But for now, let's kind of give a rundown of like your experience with Spider-Man, your history with it. If you want to talk about the comics, fine. But in terms of the films. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't ever really read the comics. Okay. Uh, So my experience with Spider-Man has just been uh, his his film debuts. Okay. But I, I, um, I specifically remember going to see, uh, the first Spider-Man, the theaters Mm -hmm. and absolutely loving everything about it. Uh, even to the point where, um, that came out the same summer as star Wars attack of the clones. And Mm -hmm. I remember saying to my brother walking out of, uh, Spider-Man's like, man, Star Wars has got some catching up to do. Oh, wow. Like, I, I loved it that much. And to be fair, Man. that was one of the first, like, you had you had the Batman movies, mm. and then those died yeah. uh, with X-Men. Joel Schumacher. Uh, the, the X-Men movies uh, were getting played, too. But that was, like, one of the first, well, I guess X-Men, X, no, because X2 came after uh, Spider-Man. I Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So you had X-Men come out in 1999 or, or two, 2000. No, 2000, 2000. 2000, I think. And I think uh, Spider-Man came out in 2001 or 2002. 2002. 2002. Yeah. Okay. Because they had to... I don't know if this affected the release date, but they had to... That's right. 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... That was, you know, aside from X-Men... Because they that did was, 9-11. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone knows that Spider-Man was the perpetrator behind... Right. Uh, he's the financier behind yeah. 9-11. No, um, but... Um, jet fuel, it, sorry, jet fuel can't melt uh, steel, steel webs. <laughs> but it was the first... It was like one of the first uh, big superhero movies. And mm-hmm. um, it, man, it blew me away. Yeah. I think I, I came to appreciate spider i i don't i don't think i saw the first spider-man in theaters i think i i latched onto it on dvd and it was one of those that was on heavy rotation on dvd oh yeah i loved it it's such a watch it was such a watchable movie oh absolutely and then spider-man 2 came out and it was in 2004 and i remember distinctly it was like the weekend that it came out was the weekend that i started working at the movie theater 
and they threw me at the back concession that's never open. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, God. And I've told this anecdote before, but, like, I remember, like, there was a there was an issue with the projector in one of the screenings for it. And this guy came out and was like, hey, you know, there's no sound in this in Spider-Man 2. So uh, if they can just rewind it and everything, it's like, I didn't know. I was like, yeah, I'll tell someone. And then, like, the managers were like, we can't rewind it. It's like, that's not like. <laughs> it's a it's a film, film reel. Project- yeah. So. <laughs> Like, that's not going to happen. It's on a VCR, moron. Right. Um, But yeah, but I mean, oh my God. That, first of all, the soundtrack is amazing for the time. And just that movie just blew me away. I I loved it so, so much. I remember um, Spider-Man 2 was like, aside from the Star Wars trailers, Mm -hmm. one of the first like, trailers to be excited for i remember mm-hmm. me and my friends in college uh around the computer when it dropped for the first time and just re-watching the trailer again nice. and again and it started off with the scene where doc ock throws the car through the cafe window oh yeah and that just oh that, yeah that blew us away mm-hmm. and the, the movie was incredible yeah uh then so i you know i fell in love with spider-man 2 in my opinion then it was even better than the first one and mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah yeah and then Spider-Man 3. Yeah, Spider-Man 3. I have not revisited that in... I, I've seen it maybe twice. That's probably about the amount of times I've seen it. Yeah. Um, obviously, Assault in the Theater. Um, man, it was just kind of... I, I felt like it... They He tried to put too much into that movie. Oh, yeah. Which is ironic. I think that was the studio. Yeah, well, also. probably. Yeah. It's ironic saying that because they literally have like six villains in Spider-Man yeah. uh, No Way Home. But That's why I was I was like a little like subconsciously I was a little nervous about this one, which yeah. we'll talk about I mean, it, that, but yeah. But you know that they, they everyone wanted Venom and they mm-hmm. just threw they threw together Venom. Like yeah. it just it was it was like, "Oh, here's the goo came from space and it's getting Topher Grace." Right. Um the Sandman stuff was good, I thought, and for the time, I thought the effects for Sandman were yeah. were great. Uh, the Harry stuff didn't really. Oh hit. no, I, that that was the biggest downfall for me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it didn't work for me. And I it, obviously everyone makes fun of the emo dance yeah. nonsense, and they should because mm. it's ridiculous. I I really yeah. was turned off by him uh, throwing NJ to the ground at the bar. I'm like, yeah. what, like what are we doing? Yeah, oh it's like, yeah. We can have Peter be a dick without him being right. abusive to his girlfriend. Exactly. Like, I, uh, that was that was too much. Yeah. Um, I agree. And you know, it is what it is. It happened, and it was you know, tougher grace is going to forever be <laughs> a venom, <laughs> right? Uh, but it's you know, forgettable. Yeah. I agree. Um, then we have The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Which I was so against I, these movies. I remember, I have a distinct memory of us in Vegas, like before the first one came out. And like, I'd asked you something about it. And you're like, oh, I think that Andrew Garfield's going to be terrible. Yeah. I was like, this is yeah. stupid. This piece yeah. of show was he British? Fuck him. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was I was not for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I And I... I don't even know why, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, maybe I was just my angsty mid-twenties phase. And I'm yeah. Like, fucking dumb, man. <laughs> Tony McGuire, Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I walked into The Amazing Spider-Man and was floored by it. I thought nice. it was such a good rendition. I thought Andrew Garfield did a great job. Mm-hmm. I liked that they brought uh, the lizard into it because yeah. I, as a kid... 
watching the animated uh, Spider-Man show. Oh. I always liked the lizard. Nice. Uh, as one of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was it was great. And I thought Dennis Leary did a good job as uh, oh, yeah. Captain Stacy. Yeah. Yeah, it was, huh. it was, and had one of the best uh, Stan Lee cameos, where oh, him yeah. and uh, Lizard are fighting in the library, and he's That's got right. his headphones on. That was great. That was great. Um, yeah, yeah, that was great. I I haven't seen them in so long, so I, I can't it's really been a while. on either it's one. It's been a long time, too, and I originally I was going to try to watch them before this mm-hmm. one, and it didn't happen. It's a tall order. It is. Yeah. Fucking adulthood. Yeah. I remember when the second one came out, I I feel like like me, Mike, and Tiny, because it was back in those days when we were on every episode, but I remember us being kind of favorable toward it, and then like being in the minority on that because it was like i think it it made just nothing yeah and it it did get shit on a lot Mm. and i i i understand the problems because Mm -hmm. i'm not blind to them but i still enjoyed it um i i thought um electro was a little cartoony yeah Uh, i didn't love the blue and i didn't love his I, I like over the top. Jamie Foxx is this really nerdy guy, like yeah. too, like stereotypically so. Mm-hmm. And, and he had a couple of funny moments. I, I did kind of appreciate that he uh, was such a loner that he attached himself to Spider Man after mm-hmm. the first interaction with him. I, I liked that. I remember liking that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then. The the goblin stuff, mm-hmm. I, I I understand they were trying to work in the Sinister Six, yeah. And so fair enough, and that's why you had the first uh, the start off with uh, Rhino, which yeah. would have I, I like that I, I like the, the yeah. start off with Rhino, but especially Paul Giamatti, that's yeah, just, Paul Giamatti, it's great. an interesting choice. I, I thought and he did a, well. He did. I thought it was a fun choice, but the um. The Goblin didn't work for me all that well. Yeah. And I like Dane DeHaan. Me too. I really do. But I just, that wasn't his role. Mm-hmm. He, he he really didn't strike me as that character. But, yeah. But I did like, uh, one of the things walking out of Amazing Spider-Man 2 that I was impressed with, I, I never thought they would pull the trigger on Gwen Stacy. Oh, yeah. A- yeah. And when it happened, I was, <clears throat> that was literally shocked. So yeah. So I, I couldn't believe that they did it. And I, I was mm-hmm. impressed with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I was just I mean I was expecting it because I'd heard about that in the comics and everything and yeah I thought it was fine. I feel, I, I feel like this was before they started really being uh, true to mm-hmm. the comic books. Like that with the MCU, right. they've they've really gone out of the way to if it happened in the comic books, we're going to do everything we can to make yeah. it so that's the way it happens in in the movies. Mm-hmm. So I, and you know Emma Emma Stone's a, is a big actress, so oh, yeah. for her to just sign on to these. Two films that could be an ever long franchise. I just right. thought it was that was ballsy, especially yeah. at the time. Oh, absolutely. Um, so before we get to the MCU Spider-Man movies, just really quickly, Venom and Venom: Let There Be Carnage. How'd you feel about these two movies? They're fun. Uh, I, you know, Tom Hardy's a lot of fun, and you know the they're decent action sequences. Mm-hmm. Although it gets a little muddled in the uh, final act in the first one and yeah. the, and the second one, to be honest. Yeah, they're they're fine. Uh, kind of forgettable. Mm-hmm. But Tom, like I said, Tom Hardy's fun. I thought uh, Woody Harrelson was the standout in Let There Be Carnage. Oh, interesting. I, he was. Yeah. I thought he was fantastic. I yeah. I, I I still stand by Tom Hardy. I think him him in those two movies. He is having such a good time. He is. <laughs> like, and you can tell he is. Yeah. And, and that's you, the audience infectious. really feels that. Yeah. 
Um, it, they're they're fun movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a far cry better than Topher Grace's Venom. Oh yeah. Um, it's you know it's hard having Venom without Spider Man, but I mm-hmm. think they've done their best, and uh, this yeah. is the best they. This is the best they could have hoped for. Oh, which absolutely. and it's not bad. They're not no, bad movies. I no. enjoy them. Um but you know, it is what it is. Also, they're, they're relatively short, which they is are something short. that I really appreciate. Yeah, well they're like, they're both like an hour and a half. Yeah. So and I think they know what type of movies they oh, are. Oh, absolutely. So they, they oh, know yeah. going in it's like, hey, look, we people like Venom, we're gonna mm. give them Venom. Yeah. And it's gonna be cartoonish, mm-hmm. it's gonna be loud, it's gonna be uh ex- it's be explosive. Yeah. And that's what they got. Oh, and absolutely. that's what they gave. And it was it was good. You yeah. know, it, they're fun movies. Yeah. Like, do I own them? No, and I probably <laughs> sure. won't go buy them. Uh but you know, I saw them in the theater and I enjoyed the experience when it happened. Nice. So Yeah. All right. So before we get into our review of No Way Home, really quick rundown. Homecoming, Far From Home. How'd you feel about these two movies and Tom Holland's portrayal of Peter Parker slash the Spitterman? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, first of all, we're first introduced to Tom Holland as Spider-Man Civil War. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was sold from that point as Tom Holland as Spider-Man because I thought he he killed it in the small bit that he was in Mm -hmm. uh, Civil War. He was great. I remember, and I think we reviewed it, I remember Mm -hmm. being at a point at that time where I was feeling Marvel fatigue and I think in my review, I was like, you know, it was fine. It was it was a good movie, but man, I, I just for Civil War. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. For Spider Man, Homecoming, Homecoming, okay. Homecoming. No, okay. no, 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 no. Spider Man yeah. or, or Civil say. War is incredible. Um, it, at that time, I I was feeling the Marvel fatigue, and I was just like, you know, it, I recognize that it was a good movie, but I at that point, I even think I said it in the review. I was like, I'm just it, it's it's fine. I, I don't really want it right now. Yeah, but um. I've watched it a couple times since then, and you know my Marvel fatigue or superhero fatigue has worn off since then, mm-hmm. and it's really a good movie. Yeah, like Michael oh, yeah. Keaton is oh, incredible as that Vulture. Car scene. Oh, yeah, so good. It's, it's so good. Fantastic. Like, oh yeah. Like he, the stuff with him and Tony is great, especially the part where he just comes right out of the suit af- after he fucks up the ferry incident. Yeah, uh, I, I love the, oh, their interaction, great. and like. And I love that he go, you know, he he gets stripped of his suit, and then boom! All right, I'm back to doing what you know, the base baseline Spider Man. I'm in my sweatpants and and goggles now. Yeah. So I no, I going back and rewatching it. It's really good. It's mm-hmm. a really good movie. It's so much fun. And it the, is. What I've what I've come to appreciate about Homecoming and Far From Home, and to I'm to a certain extent No Way Home, is the way that. These movies, not not to throw shade at Sam Raimi's movies, because those, like Spider-Man 2 is one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. It's just, it's so good. And it's formative for me and everything. But those movies take, like, the relationship between MJ and Peter and the high school drama and make it a little bit, a little melodramatic, especially in that third one. But, you know. But here... It's a more grounded Spider-Man. It's a more grounded Peter Parker in high school. Right. He has like it is a it is a high school kind of coming of age comedy. Like one of his Spider-Man. biggest you know uh, endeavors is going to Homecoming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Going to Homecoming and then in Far From Home, giving MJ a, a like a, a a present and right. asking her out. Like 
It's just like those are very yeah. relatable teenage oh, angst uh, years. So oh yeah, and you know in the background, just like every kid in that time, you're trying to stop a illegal arms dealer. Oh absolutely, you know, just like I did. You know, oh we, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, homecoming was great. Far from home gets some flack. Uh, does um, it? Yeah, yeah. People don't really like it. And oh, I love Far from interesting. Home. Interesting. Okay. Well, first of all, I think. Uh, I, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, he's amazing. And him as Quentin Beck is fantastic. Okay, I, I, yeah. lo- I love I love how they introduced or how they kind of molded Mysterio's powers into technology and not yeah. mysticism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I thought that worked really well. And I like the background motivation going all the way back to Civil War. Yeah. Going uh, all the way back to Iron Man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, for him and his uh, cohorts, I yeah, you know the action sequences are are great in that movie, visually amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. it gets flack, does it? It like, does, yeah. And and some of the some of the issues that I, I that I'm aware of is just that it it's, I think maybe people have a problem with you know the whole kind of fake out of the multiverse or the fake out of Mysterio, which is which I makes sense. No, nah, well, I mean it's. You know, people's opinions are yeah, what yeah. they are, but I, I thought it was very reminiscent of uh, the fake out in Iron Man three for oh yeah um, uh, uh, um, Mandarin the Mandarin yeah so and I thought that was clever <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I, I liked that too in Iron Man three and no, I just I, yeah I I love how they, they incorporated that because you know J- Jake Gyllenhaal's character is right mm-hmm. he was like we've seen so much shit people are fucking gonna believe this yeah oh yeah and that that makes sense I think my I I enjoyed the movie well enough, and uh, like rewatching it, I found things to really kind of latch onto and like about it. Uh, most notably, like that high school kind of uh, kind of comedy right. thing just lands with me. Um, but the thing that I kind of found not disappointing, but just kind of dragging it down for me was that was was the setting like in in Europe. I I, I wanted I want him to be in New York. Well, like, okay, I that. Uh, but we've, you know, every every uh, Spider-Man movie's been in New York. I, That's true. I, I don't I don't have a problem with him, uh, you know, venturing away from the big city. That's fair. You know, it'd been different if they go, went to Omaha. Yeah. Also, it wouldn't make sense for the. For the title either, so yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, far from fair. home, he's gonna go from Queens, Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I th- <laughs> you know, those he he operates in still. Decent cities. Well, yeah. I, I've been to Venice. There's probably not a lot of spider slinging <laughs> right. to do there. I've but, been to Venice. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but in London, you know, that's, yeah. he can sling his way through London. And, oh, yeah. they, and the action sequence in London was fantastic. I thought it was I agree. Great. Yeah. Um, uh, also, the mid-credits scene is fantastic. Which one's that? Uh, the reveal of... Uh, oh, the, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So good. Oh, yeah. The J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Yep. So great. But, uh, but yeah, there was something else about that that I really kind of latched onto in this rewatch. But I like um, the uh, him oh. struggling with him, him coming to terms with this is who he's going to be and what this yeah. is what he's going to do. So. I, I actually really like two, two things about it I latched onto this time around was that his his grief over over Tony 
and with his bond with with Happy, yeah, and how he's kind of guiding him, like that scene in the jet, yeah, the where he's watching just great, him, yeah, yeah the, and he's like he, he's just yeah. like you remind me of him, and, yeah, it's great. Oh, I love Le- Led Zeppelin, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> so great. But the other thing is that I feel like that that's really well drawn in the movie, and it's also countered really well by Quentin Beck using that using using Peter's vulnerability in naivete to manipulate him into right. getting him Edith. Give, yeah. Yeah. And so I I really I I I came down uh I I think I was favorable to it. I've been favorable to the movie the two times I've seen it, but uh this time I got a little bit more out of it. But yeah, I've heard that it's it's it doesn't get a lot of uh, well, a lot of love around the you know not everyone's going to love yeah. every you know there's 20 some odd films in the MCU so Yeah. People are gonna have their picks, but yeah. I I don't know. I think Far From Home is a stronger movie than Homecoming. In my oh, opinion. interesting. Yeah, but, okay, but you know that's I don't know. Take it yeah. for what it is. I, I just the action sequences are bigger, and may, mm-hmm. maybe that's not always better. But uh, I really enjoyed, especially the end sequence in London. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so we have talked about Spider Man. <laughs> Let's go ahead and review Spider Man No Way Home. Um, yeah, so we're going to go into our review of Spider-Man No Way Home. Like I said, we're going to have a non-spoiler review and a spoiler review. We'll divide that up, and there's uh, timestamps in the show notes, all that stuff. So here we go with our review of Spider-Man No Way Home. All right, so uh, like I said, non-spoiler review first, and then a spoiler review. Um, the plot summary for <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home is... With Spider-Man's identity now revealed, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. When a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is the upteenth Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Um, it's directed by John Watts, uh, written by Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, and some other people. Uh, nope, that's it. Um, and, uh, I think I said directed by John Watts, uh, starring Tom Holland as Peter Parker, Zendaya as MJ, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Jacob Batalon, John Favreau, and a bunch of people from other movies. Um, so, Fekis, what were your expectations going into Spider-Man No Way Home? And did you expect, in, in your wildest dreams, did you expect to run into me at the theater? Uh, well, I'll address that one first. Okay. Yes, because it's not the first time that's happened. No, it's not. No. Uh, in fact, it's happened several times. Yes, so, yes. Uh, it was we not talk- surprising. Yeah. Uh, pleasant though it was. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, you berated an innocent I, I theater I pulled goer. my gun out and I was like, get out <laughs> of that seat. <laughs> For uh, those not in the know, I... Uh, my my friend Matt may have a dead, <laughs> dead neighbor and you might be the next one. <laughs> Um, so I typically get the same seat Mm -hmm. at the movie theater, uh, J1, as it is. you just preface that by saying, for those who don't know, like, did you, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think everyone, well, you know, well, maybe, fair enough. All right. Anyway, (laughs) everybody, I typically get J1 and, um, at this particular outing, I thought I was in J1 as normal because I bought my ticket like a week prior and mm-hmm. I walk up and I see a, a gentleman in J1 mm-hmm. and I'm not a dick about it. I'm like, hey man, I think you're in my seat. And he mm-hmm. goes, is J1? I'm like, yeah, it's J1. And he goes, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. And then I, I'm 
in the middle of pulling this up, I hear Matt go, Fekus. Fekus. And I'm like, hey. Yeah. So now I'm in a conversation <clears throat> with Matt. Uh, also trying to get this guy to move out of his seat. And I, I look up my uh, my phone. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm an L1. And I'm like, mm. and I, so I was like, hey, man, I'm sorry. It was my, it was my mistake. And wow. like, okay. And so I, I pulled my gun yeah. out. and uh, Yeah. You know, Pistol whipped him yeah, a little bit. That's fine. Yeah. He got to learn something from yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Um, one of my favorite anecdotes from like two years ago, I think, is that I saw I it was when I saw a double feature just for fun. Uh, like I went and saw, I think, The Lighthouse and then something else. Um, but when I went to something else, um, whatever movie that was, um, I got to my seat and then a couple came by and sat in the seats right next to me. And I was just like, oh, fuck, really? the whole theater, the whole theater. God damn it. OK. And then they sit down. And they're quiet for a moment. And then uh, there's a moment where he turns to me and he says, hey, are you in for the briefest second? I was like, oh, fuck, a fan. (laughs) 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 But uh, he ended up uh, he ended up saying, are you supposed to be in this seat? Because I think this is my seat. And I was like, yeah, okay, this. Yeah, this was the seat I had for the last movie. And I'm over there. Sorry about that. So, yeah, I've. I've run into several instances where somebody's mistakenly been in my seat. It's never nefarious. It's yeah. never anything oh, yeah. of uh, I'm trying to ha ha mm-hmm. take this guy's seat, but yeah. it happens. Yeah, I had a guy that was in my seat at Cry Macho, um, and I just went to see further down the down the road because I didn't care, and there was hardly anyone there. That's very macho of you. Yeah, it was, and uh, I didn't cry. I was very macho, and that guy slept through the entire movie, <laughs> <laughs> like loudly slept. Um, and I also really had to go to the bathroom cause I got popcorn. And so I went to the bathroom. I had, I had earbuds just in my, in my pocket and, uh, went to the bathroom, did my business while I'm doing my business, loaded up HBO max, watched like ran to where I was in the movie <laughs> and watched it while I took a shit and then went into the theater. So God in technology grant, uh, it's amazing. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was very proud of that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but the movie wasn't that great. Um, so Spider-Man No Way Home. Expectations going yes, in. Yes, your expectations going in. Well, they were grand expectations, mm-hmm. if I'm perfectly honest, because this was the biggest movie since Endgame, as yeah. far as MCU, uh, movies are concerned. Mm-hmm. And not only that, uh, it's a Spider-Man movie yeah. who is now arguably one of the premier characters in the franchise. Mm-hmm. And there were rumors galore swirling about on this movie as yeah. to who's going to be in it, who's not going to be in it. The trailer had already come out. You know mm-hmm. Doctor Dr. Octopus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alfred Molina from Spider-Man 2 is going to be in it. You knew Willem Dafoe comes mm-hmm. back as the Goblin. So expectations were sky high for this thing. Yeah. Um, I was expecting nothing short of brilliance. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's a tall order. You know, sometimes yeah. the MCU... Uh, can on occasion disappoint yeah Uh, so it did have especially with as ambitious as this movie Mm -hmm. appeared to be there could have been a high chance that it could have uh really caved in on its own um ambition yeah and i think that there is maybe not necessarily a I, i don't know i kind of feel like there is a level of chance like there's a level of risk with the spider-man movies because it is a co-production with marvel studios and sony and like i i don't know the inner workings of that i don't know how that works out i don't know i don't know what goes into planning it but like well i know that this film almost didn't happen if it weren't for a drunken tom holland 
Oh, really? Yes. Uh, so after Far From Home, I guess there was a dispute financially about uh, what was going to go on from there. And I remember wow. I remember it happening. Sony and Marvel cut ties and said, we're not, we're not doing this. Oh, uh, I vaguely remember that. Tom like, Holland got drunk at a bar yeah. and I guess called Sony and I was like, drunkenly convinced him at the time to open up uh negotiations with uh marvel awesome and um they ended up i read the parameters of the renegotiations Mm -hmm. uh had i think it was disney was gonna take uh a little bit more or allow sony a little bit more of the uh ticket profits or whatever happened they you know, rectified it by share by profit sharing, but mm. it was apparently a drunken Tom Holland that opened up the communications awesome. again. So, yeah, how do you feel about him as Spider Man and I Peter think, Parker? I think he's brilliant as both. Yeah. Um, you know, he's the first Peter Parker that has been of arguable high school age. Yeah. Uh, to play a high school kid, mm-hmm. although he's probably like twenty four now. Oh yeah. Uh, no, he's great. He's mm-hmm. uh, charismatic. He's likable. He's that quirky kind of nerdy that you would expect out of Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh, especially a science geek. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he's knocked it out of the park every time he's been he's played uh, Spider Man. Yeah, I agree, and I think that he is kind of like the marketing teams like. Uh, secret weapon or That's nightmare weapon. because yeah. he always fucking uh, yeah. spoils shit. Well, that in like I just remember like the title reveal for No Way Home was great because they did that whole. Like, I, I I didn't see it, but thing. I read about it. Yeah, and that, was, that was fun. Yeah, it's a lo- it's a lot of fun, and I I agree. I think he is he's charming as hell. Yeah, he is. Seems like a good fantastic. dude outside oh, of yeah. uh, you know the film too. So. Oh yeah, very very brief tangent. Just just really quick like two word response. How do you feel about the Uncharted trailer? <laughs> I don't need it. Yeah. I, I've played the Uncharted movie mm-hmm. or games. They're great games. I, I don't need this movie. Yeah. Even that, like, that kind of slip up there is exactly, like, where I'm at. Yeah. Like, I it, it's so weird of me to say this because it, it's so weird of me to make this statement. And this is a big statement. But, like, there is – I don't believe that there is a way that they can make an Uncharted movie – and have it be as satisfying as a, on a storytelling level as any of the games. Correct. Like, that's uh, yeah. there's just no way. So, it'll be fun, I think. I'm sure I'll, I'll go see it and I'll find some enjoyment out yeah. of it. But it's just, I don't, I didn't ask for it. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't, it didn't occur to me that this was something that needed to take place. Mm-hmm. But I know how these things go. I know that yeah. whenever there's uh, an eye for profit, they're going to, they're going to shoot their shot. So, yeah. The, um, what kind of bums me out about it is that I don't know who di- who's directing it. I think it's I'm just looking up Ruben Fleischer. So he did, um, oh god, uh, Zombieland, okay. and uh, oh Venom, the first, the Venom. first Venom, yeah. Um, but originally it was supposed to be um, Dan Trachtenberg, who did Ten Cloverfield Lane, and what I'm what I was excited about for that was that. He like he got his start doing like um like a web a web show called Totally to- Totally Rad Show, and where he talked about like he and his friends talked about like movies and TV and everything, and he always wanted to be a filmmaker and everything, and like he was like he talked very very passionately about Uncharted, and it's just like 
like seeing like that clip when it was announced that he was going to direct it it was just like that seems like that seems like such a good fit yeah so, i mean yeah. you'd rather have somebody that is in love with the source material <clears throat> yeah but it, so you know in the trailer one of the big set pieces is when uh the cargo plane. The cargo plane. I'm yeah. like, I, I played that. Yeah. Though. You yeah. know, I, I played that in the game. I, I don't need to see it now. That's true. So I yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. I'm not excited for it. Okay. Cool. Well, that comes out in February, but we're talking about No Way Home. Yes, we are. Um, so that was our that was our paid ad for Uncharted. <laughs> um, just kidding. There's no ads in this. You're welcome, Sony. Um, yeah. Check out patreon.com slash obsessive viewer though. But uh yeah, so Spider-Man No Way Home. Where were we at with that? Tom uh, Holland. Uh, we were yeah. talking about expectations. Expectations, and, yeah. yeah. So let's go into our non-spoiler review for Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, first of all, that theater experience was so it was good. It was so good for me. Just yeah. a cathartic yes. experience. Just getting back to what theater experiences mm-hmm. were before the pandemic. Yeah. Like, I, I've, I've been... You know, we everyone knows I've been cavalier throughout the mm-hmm. entire pandemic anyway. So I've been to the theater as soon as they reopened. Yeah. I've, I think the most crowded, I, I, I tweet or I not tweet, hmm. I, I Facebook something about this. Oh, it was Kong, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, okay. And yeah. that was the first sold out, um, movie wow. I'd seen since the pandemic. But that was also when they're still, still doing, uh, um certain percentages of allowing oh yeah um okay like the the not full yeah not like full, uh, 60, capacity 60 percent capacity okay like um but this was the first time where everyone really just felt you felt that charge yeah in the theater everyone's anticipating this movie everyone's excited for it everyone has the same expectations most likely we're all waiting to see the big reveals that we know are there but we don't yeah. know are there and yep. it just it was great you know it, people were cheering in the yeah. theater again and the laughter and it just it was it was fantastic that you know just uh hearing you talk about that now uh reminded me that i i also kind of had a similar experience with dune when i saw it in the imax downtown but that was slightly different. Like that was like a sold out show, packed house. Like I remember, like like something I just kind of giggled to myself at was like, uh, Tiny and I were sitting kind of at the end of the end of the row, and like people were coming in and you know getting to their seat and like brushing past us and everything, and like this like everyone was like, oh, you know, excuse me and everything, very very polite and everything. And I just remember this one guy. Uh, I was just like, uh, like this is really nice. Uh, he's like he's like, excuse me, excuse me, happy Dune Day, happy Dune Day, <laughs> excuse me, and just like that was like a small tiny thing where I was just like, that's nice, that yeah. that's good that we're here, but also Dune wasn't. Dune and Spider-Man No Way Home are not comparable because Spider-Man No Way Home is like the crowd pleaser movie of 2021. Yeah. It is it is an, a theater experience like like no other that I've had this year. Um and it's just like like you said I haven't really had this theater experience since Endgame. Um because it has those big moments, those big shocking moments, those big surprises, those big just Swinging, no pun intended. Uh, swinging for the fences in terms of comedy and reveals and stuff. It's it's a blast, and I just it just felt so good to be in attendance in a theater for that. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was good to be back. Felt like old times. Yeah, and it, you know it did disappoint. It gave all the big reveals that uh, you know mm-hmm. people wanted. It all the action sequences that people were hoping for. Yeah, and it just when it ended, everyone was talking. Everyone mm-hmm. was happy. Everyone, you know. 
We all had that shared experience. Yeah. Again. Everyone was happy. Everyone was strange. Everyone was MJ. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but no, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the kind of oh god, I had a whole point that I was going to bring up, but let's talk about and I'm trying to find it now. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So my expectations for it, I was very excited for it and everything. But one of the like I had a couple of like reservations going in that I, I cast aside and everything. Um, and I'm so glad that they were unfounded because a couple like those those reservations were a I was worried that it was going to be overcrowded with villains and everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, that because that seems kind of part and parcel it, with Sony. Well, it seems part and parcel with the uh, Spider-Man franchise. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they happened in Spider-Man three. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started to it, it kind of ran into that problem in the Amazing Spider-Man two. Yeah. Because they did kind of pack. And they were so hard up to do the sinister, sinister six right. that it, so it they, felt like the whole movies. I mean, there was three villains. Kind of fell you apart. had, Go- you had yeah. Goblin, you had Rhino, you had Electro. So yeah. So I had that concern. My other concern was this was a, a, a very much lower grade, and I'm glad that this wasn't the case. But I was worried that this was going to be another. Not that I had a problem with this in, you know, Homecoming or even Far From Home, but. I I was really worried that it was going to be like a oh Spider Man is the maybe not sidekick but Spider Man with an older mentor oh because we had Tony yeah, and Homecoming and Quentin. Quentin and uh, Far From Home and like the trailers were like oh okay this is going to be Doctor Strange and Spider Man right that's fine and like I remember seeing like a tweet or something that was like can we just get can we just get like a Spider Man movie where uh where he's not being mentored by fucking Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I am so glad, and this is not a spoiler or anything, but Doctor Strange is sidelined for a, yeah, for a good very good portion yeah. of the movie. And I thought that that I, – like I I didn't audibly breathe a sigh of relief, but I was just like very conscious of that. Like, thank you for doing that yeah. because this is a this is a Spider-Man's movie. His – yeah. And man, I just – I when we get to spoilers, it's going to be a love fest through and through. Oh, yeah. Without like, a doubt. Yeah. This was – one this was the best i yeah i i will go ahead and say this is the best mcu movie that's not called endgame for me or infinity war uh I, you know i had this discussion with a buddy of mine mm-hmm. uh just yesterday i i i still put it like it's top 10 for sure yeah um but you know endgame for me is uh probably Number two mm-hmm. with uh, oh, a Winter Soldier is incredible. Oh yeah, um, okay. You know, Infinity War is is fantastic. Um, <sighs> Civil War is up there for me. Civil too. War, Demon. yeah, Civil War. Like, yeah, like, and it's you know, there's so many top grade movies yeah. in MCU. So I might have to walk that back, but I will say in terms of crowd pleasing, just uh, just below Endgame for me. Yeah, yeah, and, that, yeah. and that's fair. Like mm-hmm. it's it. You know, it has it's in the conversation for top five to me. It, yeah, it, it, I don't think it is top five, but it's mm-hmm. def it's certainly at the uh, it's closer to six t- than ten. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, it's it's a great movie. Yeah, and the thing that I really loved about it is that it's no secret it does have characters from the other movies that are not in this universe, right. and I feel like they handled that so well. They really did. It's um, it's amazing. Because that could have exploded on them. Oh, uh, oh, absolutely. But man, they, they 
it's just a subtle touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, yeah, I, I guess it's no reveal because they, they were on the trailer, but yeah. you know, that Sandman was done mm. uh, just right. You know, he, he wasn't one of the most memorable. Yeah. Uh, and so he wasn't that prominent right, in the movie, but exactly. he still had his he own still had his moments. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I'll tell you what, they, they had a perfect touch on it. Oh, absolutely. I was surprised. Like, I'm surprised how much this movie made me de- very much want to go back and watch the other ones, obviously. It did, too, for me. Like, um, especially the... I, I wanted to go back and watch the Tobey Maguire ones again. Oh, yeah. I wanted to watch the Andrew Garfield ones more. Like, slightly more. Because I don't know them as well as the Tobey Maguire yeah, that's ones. Fair. And, like, the way that, like, Electro is in this movie, I'm, like... I, I'm thinking, like... I. I kind of want to give him another shot in, in Amazing Spider-Man 2. He's so much better off in, in, in this than <laughs> yeah. he was in Amazing 2. So. Yeah. Um, but the thing that really struck me, and we'll talk more specifics in, in spoilers, but the way that this movie isn't it, – it is it is almost the antithesis of like a supervillain team-up or supervillain overkill thing. Yeah. Because the whole point – that Peter wants to do is so like the opposite of, of what normally you do, especially in, in, you know, especially in this world, in this, in this, in this universe. And I thought that that was just such an amazing touch. Um, because I feel like that created this cathartic and emotional Spider-Man and it gave Peter in the movie tons and tons of heart like the that he's already had in the right. first two movies and it's just it's just it's really something special honestly i think it's something really special in terms of the comic book movie pantheon well it's de- definitely a different take on how to approach yeah. the uh solution of the bad guys yeah also it made me think like i was just driving uh the other day and i was just like uh, you know, like, oh, because I was driving and I thought I felt something on my hand and I thought, oh, I it felt like a spider and I did it. And then like I scratched my hand and then it felt like it like it was itchy and it felt like, oh, God, I just got bit by a spider. And then I thought like, oh, that'd be interesting. Like, what if what if you what if I got spider powers? And yeah, then, that, yeah, that's a rational thought. Yeah, well, I have that a lot, actually. <laughs> and then all I thought was like. How funny would like I don't know maybe there's a comic like one shot or something of this but like how funny would it be if like just some random dude that has no no knowledge of science or anything got bit by a radioactive spider <laughs> so he's like he has these spider powers but he can't make the he can't make the the webs he's he still super yeah. strong and could jump and stick to things that's so, true know, yeah not, nothing to uh, you know scoff at <laughs> he'd, he'd be an amateur wrestler the there human you go. spider. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch the Raimi movies again. <laughs> um, so yeah. So what what else do you want to talk about? Non spoilers. How did you feel about performances and the set pieces? Hey, you know, every everyone did a fantastic job. Happy mm-hmm. was was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I thought Zendaya did a great job as MJ. Mm-hmm. I, I really love her quirkiness as as that character. I do too. I kind of feel like she she has been she's she's fine in it, but I feel like they're. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like they they they're not really writing uh to that character's strengths the way that they were in Homecoming. Like I kind of feel like Homecoming she's this very weird well, out there. She's also character. less prominent in Homecoming. Well, yeah, but so every she's more time of a she's on character. Yeah, but every time she's on screen it's like she's this weird weird girl and everything. And then they reveal that she's MJ and then 
Far From Home and No Way Home, she's the love interest. Yeah. And like that kind of just feels like I want more of her like quirkiness and and. I thought she, she, I mean, she had her quirks. I, she did, but it's just not as prominent as in Homecoming for me. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah. And, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch was great as mm-hmm. always as Doctor Strange, you know. Yeah. And it's no secret that Willem Dafoe's in it and he yeah. murdered it as Goblin. So just like, I mean, even him and, and Alfred Molina, even. Oh, just yeah. Like, Alfred Mer- yeah. Molina, too. Like, it was, it was astonishing to me because I was just like, like it's like they didn't even skip a beat. Right. Like it's been no. decades and they haven't even skipped it's been a beat. Twenty years and yeah. And Willem Dafoe's like, yeah, I'm still goblin. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. You. Yep. And it was also just amazing. Like I mean, they looked great, and it was just well. Like, I I guess um they did the aging. Did they on, uh, only on Afro Molina? They didn't okay. do it on Willem Dafoe. But. Okay. Well, damn, that's like almost imperceptible to me. Well, I guess Willem Dafoe said that uh, he wasn't going to do it unless he could do the physical aspects of the of the of the shoot and Oh, wow. Yeah, so Interesting. More, more power to him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Interesting. Um yeah, so whoa, so Far From Home left on a huge cliffhanger where his identity is revealed. That's a manor mate manor. That's the major um uh, inciting incident from the movie. How did you feel about that aspect of it, bringing us into this immediately after Far From Home, where everyone knows his identity? And how did you feel about that? I thought in non spoiler. No, I thought it was great. Um, great showing the world's reaction to mm-hmm. it too, and I, and I love how they, uh, you know, they they there was two camps: the uh, I believe Quentin Beck camp yeah. and the I believe Spider Man camp. <laughs> but uh, but at least. Burris. At least, yeah, Hannibal Purse. Oh my god, hilarious! Yeah, just so great. But it, it leads to a perfect J. Jonah Jameson, and it, yeah, like his, um, him being back in the movie. First of all, was, was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it, it's the perfect venue for J. Jonah Jameson yeah. to be the person that's going to split, uh, be so divisive. Yeah. And oh yeah, he, he played it perfectly because he always played it perfectly. Oh, he played absolutely. It perfectly in the same Raimi ones, yep. and uh, he's right back at it too. So. I they they didn't have they didn't have J Jonah Jameson in the Amazing Spider Man, right? No, he's the not. only actor who's who's played him. Yes, and I want that to stay forever. Yeah, right? Like I I can't imagine a better J Jonah. He's, just, he's one of those. He's like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. <laughs> exactly. He's like uh, Tony Stark as mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. He's the iconic. That's the yeah yeah yeah. Robert Downey Jr. as Tony oh, Stark. Well, well <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's confusing. Because... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I I loved I loved it. Um, the set pieces. Oh, I mean, the set pieces are incredible. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I love the stuff in the Mirror Universe uh, mm-hmm. with Doctor Strange. Yeah. During the little chase sequence. I. It's been a while since I've seen the first Doctor Strange movie, but like I kind of forgot about that, and I I love Peter's reaction to it. <laughs> It's so it subverts that the nerd it nerd, yeah yeah so this is geometry this is geometry that's just so great and of course the the ultimate set piece at the Statue of Liberty yeah. was that was incredible oh absolutely yeah. absolutely um yeah we can probably go into spoilers yeah. here um but kind of overall thoughts what did you think and and uh, where would this rank in your MCU if you didn't already say that before yeah. well <laughs> obviously I loved it it, it was heartbreaking at times yeah it was fun uh the other times it's everything i was hoping for out of this movie and you know i couldn't be more satisfied with it it's the best marvel movie since endgame and mm-hmm. it's just it was everything i needed it to be 
Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, this movie really blew me away. And it's something that I kind of, I half expected, but I didn't expect, like, I I was like tearing up and almost on the verge of tears multiple times um, because of the plot and because of those cathartic moments with with certain characters that was just so unexpected to me. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I had plans to see it again tonight after work before we recorded, but I ended up uh, just I, I ended up leaving work early and just coming home and <laughs> coming home and watching Eight uh, Bit Christmas on HBO Max. Okay, which is eh. but anyway, um, yeah, it's it's an it's an amazing movie. Um, it's I, I love it. So let's go into spoilers for Spider Man No Way Home. I'm gonna play. Uh, a clip from the trailer i don't have it queued up but you know uh i'm gonna play some music here and then uh when we come back we're gonna be spoiling spider-man no way home hello peter you're not peter parker i'm sorry what was your name again dr otto octavius (laughs) (laughs) wait no seriously what's your actual name there are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. Okay, that's really just to mark where I'm at. Um, okay, so spoilers on for Spider-Man No Way Home. Fekus, where do you want to begin with this movie? Because holy crap, there's well, tons of stuff. Well, it's called Spider-Man, so let's mm-hmm. talk about the Spider-Men. Yes. Um, going into this, it was the worst kept secret that Tobey Maguire was going to be <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Did you see the the picture of him walking, like, with, like, he literally had, like, the poster in his arms? No. <laughs> like, there was, like, someone posted a picture of that, and then, like, with with the caption of, like, uh, Andrew Garfield in every, in every interview, no, I don't know anything about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. I haven't been called or anything. I'd love to be in it and everything. And then Tobey Maguire, and it's just a picture of him walking, like, with, <laughs> like, Dunkin' Donuts or something, and, like, the, like, the poster, just, like, happy-go-lucky Tobey Maguire. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, the, so, Tobey we all knew who's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. I will say this. I was 97% certain that Andrew Garfield was mm-hmm. going to be in it, but he played it off so well. Nice. Like, so well to the point where I was like, maybe he's not. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, we were all like, yeah, of course mm-hmm. he is. But I, I thought he did a great job of, like, just keeping it low-key. He's like, I, no, I'd be great. Yeah. Uh, they haven't approached me. Mm-hmm. You know, he did great. Tell me why not not so much. But. Oh, yeah. But let's talk about Andrew Garfield's performance. Like, I... I don't remember the Amazing Spider-Man movies having him play as kind of a he's kind of he's kind of just slightly eccentric in this movie. I no, I feel like in that's, a little odd, but like in a good way. I feel like that's how it was in really? Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. See, and that's weird to me because I, as the kids say these days, I was vibing real hard on this, <laughs> um, and I was like, I was kind of blown away because I haven't seen those movies since they came out. Really. Well, I remember as we discussed earlier, I was not on board with Andrew Garfield at right. first, but I remember after the first Amazing Spider-Man, I've just been like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. he's fantastic, and I thought he brought that same energy as he yeah. did in those movies and I, he, I thought he jumped right back into it and nice perfectly. oh me too and I'll, I'll tell you what it was it was the smart idea to have him be the first reveal yeah uh, rather than Toby and mm-hmm. the way it was done was brilliant because you're like you oh, know yeah. it's Spider-Man yeah which one is it like, gonna be oh my god like that the way 
the way that they the way that they did that was just brilliant just brilliant right. and low-key like when like when ned is doing the doing the circle thing like he's like fine peter parker and i'm like oh this is funny ned magic and stuff and then like like my brain caught up to it like a few seconds later and i'm like oh, oh, oh here th- it is that's, that's here that's, it is that's not tom yeah that's not th- tom we're here we're in it now um <laughs> and uh we're in, we're in the, the end game, game now, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i was just i was so floored by it and and he was so good. So first, good. Like, it was like, you need, you really need more proof yeah. than this. Yeah. And then Ned's mom coming down. Can you get that the cobweb? cobweb. <laughs> that was brilliant. So, so great. And the balance between the three of them, like the playing off of each other was really funny and really fun. And I know we're getting a little bit ahead of it here, but also the cathartic moments between them was just well uh, amazing. Uh, talk about cathartic moment. I, I didn't realize how much it was going to hit me when Toby came on screen. Oh, really? I don't know yeah. why, but I was like, fuck, it's Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And man, it just, it brought me back. Mm-hmm. Like, when he showed up on screen, I was, it's just like, oh, okay. Yep. This is it. Yeah. And it was great. It was oh, amazing. I thought absolutely. he played off that that older Spider-Man, mm-hmm. I've been there vibe so well. Yeah. Like, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm the I'm the old guy. Mm-hmm. Come to me. I'll, you know, I'll tell you. It's like shit's get, gonna suck. Yeah, but man, I he did such a great yep. job. And just that instant camaraderie between the three. Oh of them. yeah, just so so electric, amazing. Them vibing in the uh, uh, in the lab together. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and, and I love oh, man the part where Andrew Garfield saves Zendaya. I I nearly bawled my Dude, eyes out. Dude, I was like, oh, like, what. Huh. When it happened, I like I knew immediately. Like, oh no, mm-hmm. yeah, that's gonna be so hard for yep. him. Yep. But man, it, oh, it was, the, it was just too the way good. he played it, where where he he's like emotional about it, and she's right. like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, yeah, "I'm I'm fine, fine." Just like that, like simple little like performance there. I'm just like, it's it carries so much weight. It really does. It, oh my god, it was. It was beautiful, and it was yeah, it was beautiful. Toby talking about you know how he went and killed ben, mm-hmm. uh, the murderer of Ben, and you know he's yeah. like, look, it it did nothing, it changed nothing. Yeah, and, and I, I I love that. I love that that is that is the core conflict between among the three of them is they're trying to not kill, these, not kill. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to not kill them, and they're trying to talk our Peter off the off the ledge of like killing goblin right because of because of aunt may which aunt may that death let's, scene well, and well let's talk about that yeah because oh. first of all um so aunt may is killed yes and we all uh died a little inside yes uh yeah as soon as goblin showed up in the in the background i was like god damn it god damn it i know what's gonna yep. happen and i was like this is bullshit i did not think that far ahead it was oh, after you didn't? it was after she got knocked down by the glider. I was like, "Oh, she's she's dead. Oh, she's I, gonna die." Right before I was like, "She's mm. dead. She's gonna dead." And then there was like that sliver of hope because she's like standing yeah. in, until she gives the line, and as soon yep. as she gives the line, it's like, "No, and that it's done." Like just like you saying her giving the line just sent chills down yeah. my spine right now. <laughs> like and the memory that, of that. That was such a beautiful way to finally mm. introduce the with great power comes great responsibility into yep. the MCU. Yep. It's it was heartbreaking because yeah. you just you you knew for certain at that point May was was dead. Yep. She was she was not going to survive this. Absolutely. And God, how do you like 
how, how does Tom, how does Peter survive that? Yeah. And oh, yeah. It's just. He's it's, lost every mentor. You yeah. Know, he's lost Tony. He's mm. lost Quentin because Quentin ended up being a bad guy. Yeah. And now he's lost Aunt May. And yep. it's just heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. And I love that they went for that. I love that they chose this movie to get to that level of emotional stuff because we have the other Spider-Man like that are con- consoling him or they know what he's going through. Right. They know what he's been through. And I love that moment where they're all introduced for the first time together and they're like, Oh yeah, I've been there. Like, it, like, like we, we got to find him. Yeah. yeah. And the, uh, and the great power comes great responsibility thing. Like, like Tom Holland's like reaction to that. Like, yeah, how do you guys know? And it's like, yeah, we, right, yeah, that's our thing. It's just, it is just so, I, Ah, uh, I adore this movie so much. Yeah, I can't. Wa- I honestly, I can't wait to go see it again. Me, me neither. I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't that I didn't go today. But yeah, it's just it's so damn good. Um, and then the the whole fact that the entire the run of the entire movie is them is 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 Peter wanting to save the save the villains, right? Like this idea that. Like the like the idea that their destiny is to die by the hand of St- the Stephen King, uh, <laughs> Spider Man, <laughs> die by the hand of Spider Man. Well, well, I just I like that interaction between him and Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange mm-hmm. is like, hey, look, man, this is their fate. Yeah, and to to tell a teenager in high yeah. school is like, hey, look, man, it's their fate to die because of you, right? And we have to make sure that happens. Yep. Man, that's that's gut that's punch heavy. for anybody. Yeah. That's heavy, especially for a character who's already suffered so much right. loss. Yeah. Has died himself. Um, so <laughs> true. Yeah, it's it's insane, and I just love the emotional aspect of that. That catharsis of wanting to save the villains is just so almost anachronistic to what a you know a superhero comic book movie is. Right, and, and, and it's yeah. it's hard even for the viewer, uh, at least from my standpoint, to mm-hmm. even get on board with that. I'm like, come on, yeah, you know, these guys. They did some fucked up shit. You yeah, know, I was like, are, are you? Are we really gonna try that mm-hmm. hard? But- yeah, and it and it plays, but it plays off so beautifully with a common kind of uh, complaint with some comic book movies that like, why does every comic book movie have to have the villain get killed? Right. Um, because the nature of comics is, you know, they're ongoing and everything. Like, why not have you know them just incapacitated or whatever? But they play that off so well in. I don't know. It's just it's it's such it's such a unique special movie for me. I just I loved it so much. Yeah, uh, and introducing the individual ways that you're going to incapacitate each villain, I mm-hmm. thought was was good. I like oh, the yeah. way that you know Electrode's little uh, power dampener. Yeah, I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, although I thought the uh, the Sandman. There's like ah, we have the device. Uh, throw it at Sandman, which, yeah. which is fine because yeah. you can't spend you know all day, right? Uh, but I like that they... I could suspend my disbelief for that, but it was a right. little silly. <laughs> uh, I, I like that they fixed the inhibitor chip for Doc Ock, and I mm-hmm. love that Doc Ock came to to the rescue at the end. Me too. I thought that was great. Brilliant, oh yeah, brilliant way because you know Absolutely. Doc Ock was never an evil man, right? He was he that... got fucked by ambition yeah. in his own circumstances. That's one of the reasons why that movie works so well yeah. is that it's it it's just it's his mal- malfunctioning chip and he like is good. He's that mentor for Peter. And that scene where he's talking to Peter to his Peter and he's like, "Oh, Peter, you grew up and everything." It's just that that's just it, oh. yeah. It's and here's the thing. All the stuff with Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield and all the villains, there I, I would be hard-pressed to find a single scene of that 
that feels like it's intended to just just tap into our nostalgia. It's like every single scene with them is just so organic and well done. Correct. Like it, it felt, it's just yeah, yeah. The, nothing was shoehorned into no. anything. Like no. we, we got to make sure we we stick this point here and yeah. there. But no, you're right. It, organic is exactly how I describe yeah. it too. Much like Tobey Maguire's web shooters. Um, <laughs> I love that interaction. I love that. I was like, that. wait, but you can't do this? Yeah, I, I loved that. And then also, uh, <laughs> I just remembered this. That, like, oh, I don't want to brag or anything, but I'm, I was an Avenger. Yeah. It's like, what is that? Were what you in a band? Yeah. Are you in a band? <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, this is. I love the. I was like, I fought so an alien. Like, yeah, I fought an alien. Here and in space, like you've been to space. <laughs> that is it. The comedy is so well done. It is just so brilliant. It's God, that's so great. Yeah, classic Spider-Man is what yeah. it is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I'm glad that they they held back the urge to do the you me you me thing. They um, kind of did. There's a really quick scene where they're. When they're discussing how to be a team, and they're as a they're a okay, a yeah, where they all kind of, but they didn't, fair. they didn't blatantly outright do it. Yeah, I, 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 I was okay with having the reference in there. It's fun. oh yeah. Well, after well, just like I mean, they threw in the uh, I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. Oh, that was so great. We, that was great. I was like, yeah. oh, that was awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. The um, <laughs> I forgot about that line. Um, God, that. I, that is honestly probably my favorite theater experience of this entire year. Oh yeah, I um, think that yeah, hands down. Yeah, um, old was fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, the nerds are complaining of mm. uh, Let's the um, obviously they're all drawn to the universe because of shared knowledge of Peter Parker being Spider Man. Yeah. The nerds are bitching because, well, Electro didn't find out that he Peter Parker was Spider-Man. But I remember uh. walking out of the movie theater at, after the uh, the mid-credit scene, which was, shows Tom Hardy. Yeah. And I'm like, how? And I was like, well, how does Venom? He doesn't Venom know. Venom doesn't know. But I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Venom's going to be in uh, the next Spider-Man. It's cool. Right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. How'd you feel about that? Let's talk about that briefly. Um, well, so yeah. me and my brother had a, a brief discussion about this because mm-hmm. he was like, "Do you?" He was like, "I really hope Tom Hardy's going to be Venom." I'm like, "He he's not." No. The, the nature of the way the Venom symbiote is in mm-hmm. the MCU now negates Tom Hardy, yeah. Eddie Brock being in it now. So I don't know how they're going to do it. Venom yeah. is the symbiote has attached itself to several characters within Mm -hmm. the MCU. I don't know what they're going to do, but it's not going to be Eddie Brock. Okay. That's interesting. Cause, Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I could see it being Eddie Brock, just Tom Holland's Eddie Brock. If there's one. Well, if that's the case, then, then fine. Um, but it's not gonna be Tom Hardy. Oh no, definitely not. Do you have a character from the comics that you would prefer to see in like the next spider-man movie as venom no i don't because again i know a uh, flash uh attaches himself to the symbiote and uh, i i don't want to see I don't, uh, flash yeah you know i i like tony revelori or whatever. oh no he's great he's great but he's that, great, that but version he's, of flash he's I've, not yeah yeah that's not yeah. the version like the version of flash it gets him is a war veteran he's a yeah. he's a bully in high school mm-hmm. that ensured uh, flash is a bully yeah. but in the not a bully. He's a Gen Z bully. Yeah. Let's so, be real. <laughs> like, I, it's... Nothing I'm, against Gen Z, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Second attack on Gen Z. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't I don't want to see Flash as, um, as Venom. Me neither. So, I, I'm sure they already have a plan for it. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll, we'll see. But it's, it's not going to be Tom Hardy. Yeah. 
one of my favorite bits in this movie was uh uh was Ned asking asking Toby McGuire like hey do you, do you have a best friend because he's wondering yeah. like are there other yeah. versions of me yeah, yeah. I killed him he, I killed him after he tried to kill yeah. me <laughs> and then like the way that Jacob Batalon or whatever his name is, um, the way that he plays that is like he's thinking like, is that my destiny? Right. Is that what I'm gonna do? Well, he pl- plays it back. He's so like, great. and I promise you, Peter, I'm never gonna turn like <laughs> turn into a bad guy and try to kill you. It is so great, so great. I God, I love this movie. Um, Matt Murdock. Oh yeah, yes, Hawking. yeah. Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. That was boom so good so good that scene where he catches or when he catches the brick yeah uh, it's like i'm a really good lawyer (laughs) that i just oh i love it and i i'm fine if that's just a cameo that's not not. gonna go anywhere no okay good it's not um i I was being i was being diplomatic because i want to see daredevil in this um some friends of mine said that they would love to see like a uh like Spider-Man with Daredevil, Kingpin, and uh, Black Cat? Black Cat is a Black Cat, yeah. yeah. Um, for the next one, I'm like, yeah, I'm all for that. Bring back uh, Vincent uh, D'Onofrio. All I'm going to say, <clears throat> watch Hawkeye. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. 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 Nice. Watch Hawkeye. Uh, question about Hawkeye. Are there post-credit scenes in the episodes? There hasn't been one yet. Okay. Gotcha. So. Okay. Uh, so I've fast-forwarded. Uh, you know mm-hmm. how in the uh, the Disney Plus TV shows, their credit scenes are like eight minutes long. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. But yeah, there hasn't been But they're yet. always really cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but Matt Murdock and that great. I thought that was awesome. Um, yeah. I, I heard someone's like, well, why is Matt Murdock his lawyer? And I'm like, well, why wouldn't he be? Yeah. Like, he's, he's a New York lawyer. Right. He's, he's prominent. He's already mm-hmm. within the superhero realm why yeah. wouldn't he offer his services to peter it, parker in exactly this? so uh, oh so they were saying like why would he be his right lawyer? okay yeah. i thought you were saying like why would he be in that universe it's like well, oh no well yeah. it's well established that he is part of the mcu right because they start off the first season of daredevil yeah. talking about the new the york incident, incident. Yeah. yeah oh yeah um man i just i'm so happy to be this excited about the mcu again because like i said these these movies this year They've been fine. But there's not been... They haven't blown my hair back. Well, it's not even that they haven't blown my hair back. Since Endgame, there hasn't been a... a You haven't seen a plan yet. Mm -hmm. Except a little bit in Loki. A little bit. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, That blew my mind because it opens it up so wide. Well, that's going to blow open in uh, Ant-Man in the multiverse. Or Mm -hmm. not the... Uh, uh, the Quantumania. Yeah, Quantumania. Um, but the movies though, they mm-hmm. Eternals yeah. expands it to the universe and the ga- mm-hmm. and the galaxy. Uh, but Shang Chi, you know, yeah. as much as I love it, is just yeah. an introdu- introduction Introdu- into a yeah. new Avenger. Oh yeah, and you know, back Black Widow is mm-hmm. you know is you know Scarlett Johansson's movie that she's yeah deserved. her swan song yeah for she deserved for years yeah, and that also helps introduce Yelena. And Florence Pugh, who I love, like think she's great oh, and everything. She's, and yeah, it's and no I know secret. she's in. Yeah, I was gonna Hawkeye. say it's no secret. She's in Hawkeye, and she's so good. Nice at it too. So uh, very nice. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, let's talk. We haven't not even talked about the spell or anything. Oh uh, well. How do you feel about the ending of that where everyone oh, forgets yeah. oh, Peter that, Parker? That, oh man, uh, it's yeah. a, it's a oh, gut that's punch. What I meant. Yeah, it's a gut punch. So you know, nobody knows who Peter Parker is, including yeah. MJ and Ned. Yeah. Yep, and that is heartbreaking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I had, um, I I. I heard so- someone told me that they had a conversation with someone who was like heartbroken thinking like they're never going to get back together or anything. And it's like, I was like, stop. It's a comic book. It's movie. a comic book. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like, I like the end scene where he chooses not to just dive head first into, Hey, Hey, hey yeah. we're in love. Yeah. But it sets the pace for what is to come forward. Later yes. On, so, which again, I would love it if the next Spider-Man movie is mostly just a ground level Spider-Man doing his thing in New York doing it's Venom. That. It's gonna be Venom. Oh yeah. yeah. So don't it's gonna be Venom. Sure. But uh when Happy when he sees Happy at the grave, for oh, yeah. it broke me a little bit because like when he says, like, how did you know her? It's just like, oh, oh fuck, yeah, every no one knows right. Peter Parker. God damn it. Um yeah, it's just it's so. But it's gonna be interesting so seeing, seeing him start his life. Yeah, you know, I thought it was funny. Uh, <clears throat> I understand they're trying to show you know these are the steps he has to take now because of he's starting from nothing. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna tell me that genius Peter Parker needs the GED book? Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. he can fucking go and pass the GED. Right. But yeah, yeah I, I understand. Well, obviously, they have to. He's like, hey, this is yeah, got to start from the bottom. Right. But yeah. I didn't even really connect with that. That that's because he hasn't. He doesn't have like like he's new. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he's like he doesn't have a social security number right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm sure that there are government things in place following the blip. So oh, he could yeah, probably good point. Yeah, but uh, to kind of wind down, um, mid credit scene, post credit teaser. Well, talk about the. The ending with Goblin. Oh yeah! The oh final, yeah! Yeah, the, the, the final yeah. fight with Goblin and mm-hmm. uh, how you know Peter Parker was going for the kill. He yeah, was, he was going to oh, kill yeah. uh, Goblin. And mm-hmm. I love Toby stepping in, yep. especially he. You know, it was a throwback to the way he caught the glider in the very first Spider-Man movie. Yep. Um, and the the talk he got, I thought Toby was dead. Me too. I, I, Me I was too. like, I was like, no, yeah. come on. Oh yeah. Uh, but no, I, I thought that ended so good, and they even still saved uh, uh, Goblin at the end. Yeah. So, oh yeah, just really, really great stuff. And also the uh, the fight scenes with with Tom Holland. I feel like there's there was something like a lot, something a little bit more like fluid in in a, like the I don't know the choreography seemed to be like a step up. Not that the other ones were bad, but like. I don't like I felt maybe it was in Tom Holland's performance because he's so emotionally charged, but like he was kicking his ass. Well, I I think that's kind of the point there because, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's a very emotional uh, beatdown, as it were. You know, he's going to kill the guy that murdered his aunt. So it's it's a very, I feel like it was reminiscent of something else of the same nature of. Yeah. I'm sure sure that scene's played out in several different types of movies, but. I'm. Yeah, the m- thing that comes to mind, I don't know if this is what you're thinking, and I don't think it fits all that well, but um, Dark Knight Rises, Bane and Batman. 
Yeah, except for he, re- you know, Batman really doesn't come close to breaking his that's true his vow there. But yeah, I don't know. But it was it was a brutal scene, mm-hmm. and you just you felt the hatred in the in the beat. You really so. did. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So then let's wind down with um with <laughs> pizza was messing around. Um, let's wind down with the mid credit scene and post credit teaser. So obviously the mid credit scene <laughs> is introducing Tom Hardy mm-hmm. into the universe. Yeah. Him and his bar Briefly. where we left him <laughs> in uh, uh Venom. Let them be carn. Let, let there be, be carnage. carnage. Yeah. Uh, I love him getting drunk at the bar and having the the events of the last. Uh, <laughs> You know, two decades yeah. told him by the bartender. Yeah. He's like, you tell me that there's a group of heroes. Yeah. And there was aliens. Aliens aren't purple. Yeah. Aliens <laughs> infect you and they won't go away or whatever. So great. So great. But I loved I loved that because it, like while I was watching it, I hadn't seen Let There Be Carnage. Oh, you hadn't point. seen it yet? I hadn't seen it yet. I oh, watched okay. that like yesterday. Um, but I hadn't seen that. But even if I had seen it, I would have thought like, oh, they're inter- like Tom Hardy's going to be the Venom in this, and that's where right. they're going to bring it together. But I thought that it was just really, really a, a stroke of genius that they just leave behind a little bit of the symbiote. Yeah, symbiote. I think I think that works perfectly, and yeah. I think that was probably done uh, as an agreement between Sony. Oh, I and, agree. And Disney on yeah. that front, so they're like, hey, look, we're turns out Tom Hardy's pretty popular as Venom. Yep. Um, and I know Tom Hardy has made comments that he would like to fight Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it might still happen, but I don't think it's going to be Tom Holland versus Tom Hardy. Right. So uh, we'll see. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Yeah. Although what's... This is weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Going a little in-depth to the nerdism, obviously mm-hmm. at the end it showcases Tom Hardy's uh, Venom mm-hmm. going back to his universe, correct? Right. Okay. Correct. But going forward, with Morbius coming out in January, oh, they've yeah. already established that Vulture is in that universe with Morbius because oh, he's in yeah. prison with him. Mm-hmm. But they also established that Morbius knows who Venom is because in the previews, he goes, I uh, am Venom. Goes, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm Dr. Yeah. Morbius. So they've kind of... They've kind of fucked themselves already. Continuity sure. is damned. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just a little huh. into the nerd verse there. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be a comic book franchise without weird continuity. Fair. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, and then we talked a little bit before recording and everything, but the, te- the, the, the end credit was a teaser trailer for... Doctor Strange in the in the Multiverse of Madness. How do you feel about this movie? How are you excited for it? Oh, how, I'm, I'm how do you pumped feel? for it. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, I love uh, how they ended uh, WandaVision. WandaVision, yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see Elizabeth Olsen back as uh, Wanda, uh, Wanda yeah. Maximoff, aka the Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. and. Um, the whole multiverse thing obviously got opened up with the Loki series. So yeah. I'm super pumped to see how it's brought into play here. Me too. So I no, I'm I'm really excited for it and I will reiterate uh it's clear from the preview that what if is gonna be okay. uh, important. So you're gonna need to watch that. Nice. Okay. Um also slight spoiler for Eternals, does the end credit scene imply that what if is also gonna be important going forward? Not for Eternals. Okay, because I, I thought there was conjecture that the sound off screen, the the voice off screen was Jeffrey Wright. Um, no, the voice off screen is uh, Marshall Ali. Oh, oh, it's really? Played. Yeah. It's oh, played. whoa, that just blew my mind a little bit. You didn't know that? No, I had no, no idea. Yeah, yeah. Eternals for me just kind of came and went. 
I was just like, yeah. I enjoyed it. I want to revisit it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Mashara Ali. Yeah. Before we go, do you have any insight into why Kumail Nanjiani was just not in the the climax of I know Eternals? That was, I know that was your sticking point. Yeah. I, I think you're I like, wouldn't say it was necessarily a sticking point. I, I just thought it was reading, weird. I think you're reading too much into it. Okay. I, th- I Honestly, I thought it made sense for his character mm-hmm. uh, to vacate the fight. Okay. Given his uh, loyalty... Uh, to Icarus and mm-hmm. to the the rest of the groups. So okay, I yeah. thought I thought it made sense in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. So that that's just my opinion. Okay. I I looked into it. I did not find anything. That I, would me neither. There was anything yeah. behind the scenes. I will say I didn't. I we never did an Eternals episode. I wrote a review on the website and everything. But I will say. That in Eternals, when Kumail Nanjiani's friend who has the video camera and stuff, he uses a uh, Rode video uh, video video mic and TG. Um, Rode is the brand of oh, all of the equipment I have. Yeah. So anyway, just a nice oh, little nerdy thing. Um, all right. Well, I think that this should just about do it. Um, I think I'm not going to make that joke about <laughs> a potentially dead neighbor. That's uh, serious. Um, I'll find out. Yeah. I might actually just release this as its own episode because we went pretty long and it was really good. And I don't, I know that Sam and I are probably going to go along with. I was going to say Matrix, Matrix. is going to go along. Yeah. Feel. So, so yeah. So stay tuned for next time when we review the Matrix Resurrections with Sam Watermeyer from the Midwest Film Journal and the Indiana Film Journalist Association. So, yeah. Any parting thoughts, Fekus, uh, before we head out into the great beyond? Well, uh, this just got me excited back into the MCU. Uh, nice. Like I said, I enjoyed all the films so far this year, but this is the first one that se- makes it seem like uh, we're back on track to an to a, like a plan. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think that's evident going forward because we have big movies coming out in 2022. We mm. have obviously the Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, and uh, Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. in their movie. We're going to have Thor in the yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Thor in Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have, uh, you know, Kang. Uh, Kang is going to be the next big bad. And I, I and he's being introduced. And Well, the, the Kang the Conqueror is being introduced right. into uh, the Quantumania. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like we're yeah. uh, we're getting back on track to a mm-hmm. uh, cohesive plan. Yeah, I, I agree. And I can't wait. And I love the casting of Jonathan Majors as oh he's Ken. perfect i i can't wait i can't wait so all right well thank you so much fekus uh, yeah it's good to have you on and uh yeah we will keep you guys posted on the status of my neighbors um yeah so all right well uh thank you guys so much for listening and uh and yeah check out patreon and our all of our stuff i have an archive page for all the stuff i've done this year it's been a lot it's a big year Go ahead, check it out. Also check out Patreon. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time for The Matrix Resurrections. And now, here's a short clip from our Patreon-exclusive RSS feed. To hear the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, go to patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of $1 per month. Thank you and enjoy what's happening with the power of the dog especially with cody smith mcphee being uh being heralded as a as a good supporting actor in the movie because he does a fine job but ultimately it's so understated and so just so uh so ineffectual throughout the movie that like the end of the movie is where he kind of shines a little bit more and i don't think that's enough to compensate for like for him being kind of 
just around in the movie and not very pivotal to the whole story. Because again, it is Benedict Cumberbatch's movie wholeheartedly. It's it, He's great in it, but I don't know. I just don't get it. But anyway, The Power of the Dog, I rate it three stars on Letterboxd. It's available on Netflix. If you want to check it out, go check it out. I don't recommend it, honestly. It's, uh, it's, really, it's really just kind of kind of a a disappointing movie. So, yeah. So, that's it for Power of the Dog and I'm going to close out this Patreon potpourri with a uh review of oh, uh Ingvild Svefleek Flick uh their movie Ninja Baby. And I'm going to play a clip from the trailer right now. This podcast was edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find links to all of our shows at ObsessiveViewer.com slash podcasts. For exclusive bonus content, including reviews, commentaries, and B-roll episodes, you can subscribe to our Patreon at Patreon.com slash ObsessiveViewer. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.